welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Soli. Once again, got another beyond splendid talent in the form of my good pal, podcaster, filmmaker, and just all around hard worker, Nathaniel Avila. Hi, how are you doing? Great to be here. <laughs> and all together, it's been just very intriguing. We've been pals since UTA, but all together, there's just something that draws everyone to Nate. And it's probably just his sheer passion. So, yeah, uh, you you've been going strong at this since the 2010s. You've worked on so many festival favorites. You've all together just come up with just uh, your own uh, independent business as well called Actor Correct. Mm-hmm. And all together, there's just no stopping you. Um, uh, just as a throwback, uh, what do you think drove your passion in the first place? Oh, that's a that's a great question. That's actually a really good story that came with it. Um, <laughs> it actually started it actually started back in uh, 2008. I was in middle school. Um, I believe I was like 13 at the time. Uh, at that time, uh, my school was going through like this. Um, they do this like this uh, uh, like this science fair type thing. Mm-hmm. They have like a bunch of different categories and stuff like. Uh, um, and one of the categories they had was a short film competition. Nice. Uh, yeah. So I did that, and I got together with with my friends, and um, and I uh, uh, we wrote the script together. Well, it has like a, it had like a theme to it. Like the theme that day was rockets that year. So we made a short film about uh, rockets. It was supposed to be about like these group of astronauts that had to fly off to like some alien planet to rescue these other astronauts that were stranded there. So uh, how how long did it have to be? I think the maximum time was 14 minutes, I believe. (laughs) And yeah, and I think that the final film was like eight, eight minutes, I believe. That was the total runtime. Plain to say, and <laughs> yeah, and I came. I I uh, we came here. We spent the weekend here in this very room that I'm in, and we stapled a green screen script from up there all across down over there, <laughs> and we just stapled. We just like stapled it with like a <laughs> with a staple gun, and it wasn't even really a green screen per se. It was just a green like sheet. And it works for us. <laughs> works for everyone. Yeah. And we uh we we filmed it uh together. Um and after that we ended up uh winning first place. And I still have the trophy, it's in my room right now. And we went we won first place in the in the short film competition, and that's when I was like, Yeah, I, I think I would like to do this. Uh it's my deal. I'm gonna here. keep doing this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that's pretty much how I, I I found my passion for for filmmaking is during that time. I did it again the next year when I was in eighth grade. Um, we ended up winning second place that right. year. Yeah, uh, we lost to somebody who was using stop motion. Uh, ah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it, it's stop motion. You can't really compete with that. Did you kind of so. hustle him afterwards? Say, hey, I think you need to join my team of creatives. <laughs> I wish. I don't know if he was even there at the. Uh, he at probably the wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that's pretty much how I got my start. Um, I started working. I started taking like some intro classes at the 
uh, studio in Las Colinas here in Dallas. Ah, I'm uh, jealous. I loved going yeah. to that place. <laughs> yeah, it's a great place. I started. I took some classes there, and that's when I learned like the very basics, like the basic basics, like mm -hmm. uh, like this is a microphone that's it uses to record <laughs> things. This and... is what you do when you need this. <laughs> exactly and it was like this is a light use it to light things and it was basically like that and um and so that's basically how i got my like my under like my basic basics about what filmmaking is um right. and then i did that in high school and then after that i went to film school at ut arlington and yep, yeah met. and then i <laughs> yeah that's where we met and then i continued doing it continued making several uh several short films there and i didn't get, really get my like i didn't start like uh really getting into it uh still find like finding my stride until i made um it was that one film that we did together it was it was it was black paint that we did uh, yeah um, we were yeah. dealing with the mobster intimidation and the forbidden triangle yeah that was so much fun yeah, that was a lot of fun. So we did that, and then after that, I, I found my mojo, and I, I went down from there. Uh, yeah, and then after that, I went. I graduate. I went to uh, graduate school at Full Sail University in Orlando. Uh, got my master's degree, and and then you know I kept on doing it. I kept on yeah, going. No shortage of it. We uh, mm -hmm. you're still on a streak doing about five different things each year, and. Uh, how how do you recommend uh, others just kind of brainstorm and actually finally work on their convincing each other that they're serious? Because it seems like it's not easy to do at first. Yeah, that's I hear that from that that from a lot of other people that out of all the people that that they know, I'm one of the people who actually like follows through and finishes what they start. Correct. And <laughs> I say, in order to like help yourself, like establish like try to like find yourself to actually finish what you started is definitely have a passion for it like do something that you are want that you want to do and that's something that really interests you and be like this is the message i want to say this is a story i want to tell and i want to do anything to get to that point to be able to tell it so once you get started and you have this idea that really speaks to you and is really personal to you or and it's something that you want to say definitely start doing it and and just keep on going no matter what and and there's going to be like some obstacles to it Always. and sometimes yeah there's gonna be some <laughs> obstacles and sometimes you just want to like throw your hands up to it say like ah oh, this is too hard um but don't worry yeah. man like it, it, films take like long time to go to to make um one minute short films can take years to finish and and that's all right just just keep getting at it and because like the more you get at it the better it'll feel like at the end like it's so well yeah mm -hmm. uh what have in some networking groups that you recommend hmm that's a good question um in terms of like networking groups uh i actually haven't been going into networking groups very much Usually, I I I do I make my own films and oh wait, the best networking groups that I I can honestly say is definitely uh the film festivals that you go to, like once you go into those, um, 
and you get to showcase your work and you see other people's work and then you look at it and you'll be like oh wow that that looks really interesting it actually I works what, <laughs> yeah like i wonder what what this guy's like and they have like mixers and events and stuff that you can go to um you, you could go there like chat them up exchange information say like you want to like do something collaborate that kind of thing and that is probably like the best way to get networking it's definitely the actual film festivals. place yeah yeah it's actually like where the film like the best place is where the filmmakers where filmmakers like congregate that is probably like where the best the best place to be and um and i went to one film festival uh last month like in october uh called lost river in san marcus uh Sweet. in texas yeah, and then we I went there and it was like they had like a specific block for a specific like genre or topic. And there we I basically met with other filmmakers who were dealing with like the similar similar topics that I was doing. So it's a great way to like it's find like yeah, you get to find like like-minded people and all that kind of stuff. And also like when you go to like film festivals that are more like on the niche side of things, like your Latino film festivals, your LGBTQ film festivals, you get to see like, yeah, you get to see like other people who are and from a similar group uh, as you are from a different group that you're trying to uh, learn more about. And you get to see people who have like the same mindset as, as, as you do. And that's a great way to like find people to collaborate, people who are actually serious about filmmaking and and, and like what they do so i would say definitely film festivals 100 percent. perfect yeah uh what would you say uh you mainly utilize for when uh you know just you know what you want to portray and uh demonstrate but some people just still aren't understanding it you know most people will just be quick and they're like fine that's it i'm cutting you out and others will just be uh, just a little more patient um well what, what do you use to just kind of uh demonstrate to people hey here's what i want here's what i've been saying uh to get it now <laughs> <laughs> so usually like when i first start when i'm gathering like crew and everything like I ha I make what is known as like a director's like vision sheet where Correct. I outline everything <laughs> that I want want to like everything I envision for this film and I share it with all the members of the crew especially the department heads uh to make sure that they know what we're doing what I'm expecting of them uh which right. includes like the cinematography the sound the uh production design the editing the locations all of that and so that way they can know what I'm doing. Usually we have like a look at the film meeting where I gather like all like the production designer and the first AD mm -hmm. and, the, and the director of photography and we discuss it and we go through it. Um, and that's pretty much how we go. Um, usually when like the person, like the DP or the production designer that I, that I have just doesn't seem to like get it most of the time they do but on the cases that they they don't usually at that point i'm like i can't really find anyone else i might as well just keep going and it'll be what it what it is but uh maybe we don't need that element maybe that's just been the obstacle <laughs> yeah use it for yeah. part two <laughs> mm -hmm. so yeah that, that's pretty much what how i used like to describe what what i what i'm what i'm envisioning and uh, like my last film that I did, 
the last one that I did, uh, Soak. Remember, remember Soak? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the one with the uh, the same sex couple, the same sex uh, couple, the uh, father, fathers, and and they have like the daughter who is going through her first period. Uh, Very we, inspiring. Yeah, and it, and then hilarity ensues. We had like a a, a DP for that. Um, and, uh, our other producer, uh, Jasmine, uh, wasn't exactly impressed with his work, uh, yeah. at the end of it. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, I'm like, well, it, it is what it is. Usually by that time we were already in like the thick of it, so we can't really change. So at that yeah. point in time, we're just like, okay, we're probably just not going to work with them again. Uh, but that's pretty much how it goes when, when things aren't, aren't working out the way you want to, especially when the people aren't giving you what you want. Um, and in terms of like uh, performances, like actors are a bit tough when it comes to that. Yeah. You don't know uh, who's yeah. serious, who's doing it because they actually, it speaks to them versus it's a ego stroke. You know? <laughs> yeah. The thing, about, yeah. The thing about actors that they want to be, they, they are, they are, very vital to the essential of the of the film and yeah, they can break it so yeah so um there are times when like we kind of go a bit long we're on take eight or ten and they're kind of like tired at that point so there are times when like okay we're not we're, we're not going to get like the the level of performance we need but we need to move on to the next yeah. bit because then we have the first ad saying like we need to be on the next scene like five minutes ago right uh, and at that point we're like, okay, we we got what we got. Maybe we can find something like close to it. Maybe we can tweak we, it in the editing room, have the music right. give a bigger mood that the actor couldn't deliver. And it is annoying when some people want to pretend, hey, you must not be a good director. You didn't get a performance. Yet they don't seem to know the other side. Sometimes people are you just can't work with. Like they're just refusing mm -hmm. to give you what you want. So yeah. It's nothing personal yeah, that's the now. Thing, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. I don't think like <laughs> When you when you want to blame the the director for everyone in terms of like the in terms of like the performances, like mm -hmm. sometimes like just like the acting is just just not good. Something the director is just not going to be able to to do. Right. And it's just not working for whatever reason. And mm -hmm. people seem. Why, why do you think it is that people like to make it like a game of politics where we blame just the you know president or vp in charge when really it's a team if your whole team is yeah. garbage then you won't do much better as the face yeah. of it <laughs> yeah. i think it comes like down to like the whole art tour idea really of filmmaking yeah <laughs> like the the director is the artist or the writer like this like a singular entity that produces this piece of work it's like a record and, producer right and it's i think they like look at that and when they look at the like the the production design, maybe the production design is kind of wonky or the wardrobe choices weren't that great. They instantly like blame the director as opposed to like the wardrobe designer. Or maybe or the cinematographer the had a few shots out of loop that despite the viewfinder, it wasn't apparent until watching it on a big screen, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> what do you think is going to be your most used digital camera? My most used digital camera is probably like... Uh, um. Right now, I own like a XA40 uh, uh, Canon Canon camera. Yes. Uh, for that, I do have like a DSLR, like a D33 300 Nikon mm -hmm. uh, that I use for photography, and I also use like some like 
for some video as well. But the XA40 is also I use that a lot. It's not really a cinema camera. It's more of like for like events and stuff. But yeah, uh, I do want to like invest in a in an EOS Mach Five and get that one day, which like which is a Canon. Uh, though like the last, those are probably like my most used like digital cameras. Though the the last film that I did, the one that I completed with uh, Sam Page and Sierra Clark, Sierra Clark uses a um not yeah she's actually one of the best cinematographers i've ever worked with and she uses like an ursa mini like a black magic camera yes she does which are yeah which is really good like and she uses that for everything even things that you wouldn't like know to use like a cinema camera for like i mm-hmm. saw her use it for like a for like an improv show and yeah. <laughs> and That's then great. um yeah, and then our last DP that we used on Soak, we used like a Scarlet, a red Scarlet, mm-hmm. uh, which are like red cameras are very powerful. I know they use those in like Hollywood productions and everything, um, which is also really good. Uh, so those are basically my 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 digital camera recommendations. What the one I use is the XA40. Excellent, excellent. Uh, uh, either way. Uh... It seems like, uh, so what What are some factors that you can use to kind of decipher the ones who are serious and will work with any kind of crew versus the ones who got ideas but zero organization? Usually I just look at it as, do they have a distribution plan or can they do a shot or storyboard? <laughs> and usually mm. uh, when I check that list off or can't check it off, that's the <laughs> indicator on whether I want to stick around. Uh, what would you use when doing your various collaborations that you're just like, okay, we're in business. We're, we're the big town tonight. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like when I see that somebody is serious is when they're like, they have like the pre-production down because that's basically where it all starts. They're um, ready to do go that far. Then maybe they are, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, definitely like they have everything planned out. They have the script board ready They're They got like the shot list ready, all that kind of stuff. They, they have like props the, and makeup maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like they, they, they know what they're doing they have like an idea and they're able to communicate what they want is definitely like the, the signs of, of what, what, it, what's to come. Cause everything that goes on in development, like in pre-production that's what's going to make it in in post in production and in post production. Thousand percent. Kudos if their yeah. parents can make uh, catering and uh, their their partner or uh, spouse can also do makeup. <laughs> oh yes, yes <laughs> that yes, cuts yes. down the stress. <laughs> yeah, but like in production, like production wise, like when we get to that stage and like the director is just kind of like mowing around being like uh, and like three hours have gone by this is not a we already know this is a shit show and this will be the last time (laughs) yeah exactly and we haven't like we it took us like hours to just get one shot then that's some like yeah we it's not good when it's obvious that we don't have like a set schedule and we don't have like a Mm -hmm. shot list or a storyboard that's when i'm like oh no things are not things are not going well We'll return after these messages. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world 
and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like Robocop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. Cool thing about Blind Knowledge is we are in multiple countries. We are worldwide all across the globe. We are in the U.S. We are in the U.K. We are in Canada, Germany, India, Japan. We're in Australia, y'all. Blindknowledge.com. Now back to the feature presentation. Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, all things that we love, all manga that were originally published in the legendary magazine Weekly Shonen Jump. But not every series can run for 300 chapters and have a hit anime. This is David. This is Jordan. We're the hosts of Shonen Flop. Each episode, we look at manga that ran and jumped that didn't quite make it. We discuss what it did wrong, what it did right, how the series could have turned itself around, and ultimately, was it a flop or not? Run all your favorite podcast apps, and you can find us at shonenflop.com. Keep on flopping, floppers. Or like when there's no safety measures in place in terms of like if there's stunts and stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah, like if there are yeah, if there's fight scenes imagine. and everything. Yeah. Um I heard this one story from this uh one of my, the actors that I was working with. Uh she told me about this one set that she was in where she had her hair pulled by somebody. And when they did that, she kind of like fell over and hit her head on the on the on the floor. And that wasn't very fun. No, that's, so, that's garbage. Yeah. So safety first, definitely in all film productions. You got to make sure that safety is first. Have safety meetings before we shoot. That's that's very important. I hear you. It, I, I was working on one project with someone who we both knew and they wanted to have someone fall down a stairway. I'm like, okay, so what's your budget for that? And they looked at me like, what do you mean? I'm like, I mean what I mean. <laughs> you're going to need to hire a professional if you're going to do that, unless you want to do it yourself and risk going to the hospital. Yeah, exactly. Like, fall down the stairs. If like, you're on a tight budget, seriously injured by that. Or just show the aftermath. Have a very convincing makeup with haunting mm -hmm. music scores showing something that's happened and the viewers left to their imagination of what transpired. But yeah so many people so i've asked this of all the other directors i've been blessed to have on here um i'm gonna ask it to you <laughs> yeah oh there's so many snobs and you got to cut through it because it's just inevitable people are shitty so how do mm -hmm. you cut through the ones who are independent but you gotta pick their brain and make them realize hey not everyone can be sam raimi not everyone can be you know intense low budget and not obviously this isn't going to look like Christopher Nolan because you know, <laughs> we're on a budget here, but we can we still got great cameras. We still got great gaffing and actors and a gimmick. Mm -hmm. Why not take a chance on us? 
but yeah so how do you cut through that spiral how do you decipher who you can actually talk to who's not going to be a total prick oh definitely it has to basically usually in terms of that is you have to be like upfront about what is going to happen like when you said like crew calls you got to be like okay the day rate for this is like it's just it's going to be a hundred dollars or 150 or something like that and then they when they apply they will know that that's what they're going to be getting out of yeah. so that way we won't have to like have that it, like discussion about money and everything and in terms of like also knowing like different resources to to get like use your networking opportunities to try to get like uh like a location maybe uh, like a friend of a friend knows somebody who can use your space right or stuff like that you're yeah. gonna be paid but it may or may not be you know let's just say it's not gonna be sag scale but right know, it'd be yeah. 100 to 400 plus mm -hmm. you know buying you food and maybe driving you back home if that's the case you know? <laughs> right exactly and then like when you're doing like props and 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 wardrobe the, thrift, the store, thrift, baby. thrift store is best best place and and that's pretty much where you go if you do want to splurge on something definitely splurge for the catering and the food that's probably the best thing that you can do um if you have a good craft services and good catering um people will not be super like annoyed by the low budgetness of everything if you have that they'll 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 go along with everything and put their best foot forward and making sure that the film is like the best that it could possibly be. Um, yeah. And then I think like the last film that we had was uh, we used the Scarlet and the Scarlet was the DP had access to one. So he let us, uh, he, he, he used it because that's, that's what he, what he had. He had access to it. So like mm -hmm. ask around, maybe they, maybe some of the crew members have what, what they need to do. And our sound operator he already had everything ready to go. He already had his own equipment and everything. He already had his boom pole. He already had his lobs. He had his mixer. <laughs> he had everything. And, Wasn't his first rodeo. Oh yeah, and so he 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 was ready to go. So people who are experienced and are willing to work for uh, your budgeted amount is definitely really really good. And I've seen like some. All you got to do really is like have like a good camera if anything 4k 8k because i've seen like some on films that i've seen in in while i was watching some the film festivals all you really need is to, like i've seen some with stories where like where it like it was wasn't like the best and right. the acting wasn't the best but and it that looked good else. but yeah but the okay. establishing shot and the end shot that stayed with you and you're like this person can grow versus i don't know this exactly. kind of like directed video level you know we might be exactly well, what's your take so, on streaming there's there's people who want to consider that the next theatrical as an alternative means i'm kind of on the fence i'm like that's really no different than made for tv directed video only it's more cinematic looking that's kind of like what i'm seeing nowadays like cheap shot in louisiana or georgia with red cameras and celebrities who took a pay cut yeah it does seem to be doing that like it looks like netflix that. is yeah. run by wall street brokers who got money to throw away so they don't care if it does or doesn't make any money back it's 
it's like so does everyone want to just break the industry oversaturated yeah that's what it seems like it seems like on netflix they they would green light pretty much anything anyone that any tom dick or jerry comes in their offices with um some of them are good (laughs) some of them are most of them are not no, sometimes you get like a stranger thing yeah sometimes you get a stranger things out of it uh but most of the time it breaks it's... the internet and then yeah. well why do you think it is that people want to cancel things after one to two years instead of let it grow over time i don't know i think it's because of the immediate Invasions. yeah the like like tv execs like want to like see it like like, mm. like do it like <laughs> six like get all the ratings, get all the money, get all the AdSense like right now. But if it doesn't, then it doesn't even have to do with like even the quality of the film of, of the show. Like I've seen like great shows get canceled after one season because it just didn't do uh, even post COVID. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. they knew it was coming back. They knew it was stalled an extra year and they still mm-hmm. canceled it. Yeah. Like we there was like uh, like your fireflies and your freaks and geeks that were like mm-hmm. really good. The but, word of mouth you know, ones. I just got yeah. into Space Above and Beyond, which was by the X Files guys. Oh snap! If it, it was, was by the X Files guys. Must be good. Yeah, it was a very yeah. realistic portrayal of like if you had to militarize militarize the entire human populace to fight against an unseen alien force in space, and it wasn't Ooh. trying to be like you know Star Wars or anything. It was trying to actually say this is the end of the world. This is a non-fascist version of Starship Troopers, kind of. You know. Oh snap! I did. What what network is that on? It was on Fox, and you can only get it for DVD and maybe YouTube. Well, it sounds like a diamond in the rough. i got to check it out. i got to find it. Uh, Totally. Uh, And now that Prime kind of stopped allowing people to upload their uh, shorts and films, now Tubi's kind of accepting everything. I've seen actually (laughs) off off topic. I saw one guy who had had a very bad oblivious to this B-movie sounding idea. I knew him back in like 2014 when he wanted to do this, and he just mm-hmm. now got it made on Tubi last year. And I was just shaking at it because I had a friend in it playing a cop, and basically he was so bored on set he convinced them to kill his character. Oh snap! <laughs> Not that they had any budget to make a convincing death. Um, why do you think it is some people kind of just they want an outlet, but they is it that we don't know how to? Do a constructive sit down with others, or is it that others just don't want to hear anyone's take? They just want to go out and do it. Yeah, I mean that might be it. Sometimes pe- people think that they're like a they're like a Tommy Wiseau type guy. <laughs> you can't who, tell me no. I know it sucks, yeah. but you can't tell me it sucks because it's me, baby. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes people like take any sort of criticism as like like a personal attack to them and they're like those bastards (laughs) yeah so they're like whatever i'm doing my own thing i get it you just don't get it but i get it and (laughs) and then then that's pretty much what they do and and in terms of like places like prime and and tubi uh those could be like i've seen like some so bad it's good type films on there but Mm -hmm since everybody can like upload it on them now it's it's like it's like you, it's hard to navigate through now they're doing originals it's kind of like they want to combat prime and shutter in a way mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and like uh i don't know people get are a little bit less intolerant when they watch something on prime because you actually have to pay for it uh yeah and as if you're just watching to, like, their clock then that's just as bad as being in a theater which you paid you know 
exactly bucks yeah. to sit for all the ads <laughs> yeah and like you're it, it, you're you're said to be more forgiving when you watch something on like youtube because or it's a festival <laughs> or a festival yeah uh so so yeah that's that's pretty much where it is like i don't think that streaming should just let anyone upload because that kind of like yeah it kind of makes the whole that whole quantity over quality type thing mm-hmm. be very apparent make sure they know how to use an actual uh phone as their camera yeah <laughs> yeah uh, uh do you think web series are kind of still going to be active or are they kind of faded off since google doesn't allow anyone to really make a living on youtube anymore <laughs> that's a good question i don't know i guess you can find like some people do some like uh uh, do some web series just for the passion of it, I suppose. I had one. I know one person who I worked with in Disney, who made a web series, uh, which is just like a series of like vlogs that take place like in in the Harry Potter universe. So it's like a yeah, it's like supposed to be like a group of like Hogwarts students doing like vlogs and stuff. Comedy and... slash fan film, but kept them busy. Easy IMDb credit in that yeah one month yeah, where exactly. they were working <laughs> yeah and and stuff like that like sometimes like th- those are pretty pretty good to see because you see the passion behind that um but if you want to do it thinking you're going to be like make a million dollars i don't know i don't think so yeah uh and how do you determine which people are being shady you know obviously everyone's done with the whole i work for netflix line because no businessman just throws that out there but yeah uh but at the same time you got to know a friend of a friend who knows another friend to go to an actual surprise meeting where you'll somehow be a big part of Mm -hmm. what was it i'm sorry oh no it's all good uh so how do you tap through just inevitably just uh just you're already good at clearing out the bs but uh uh how do you really, I think, uh, let's say for whatever month you're not able to go to a festival, you're not able to get something done. Uh, how do you still t- stay in touch for the internet? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good question. Like, we usually, in order to try to, like, uh, to keep the creative juices flowing, sometimes you got to, like, you know, try to write, write a screenplay or do some photography work uh, while you're at it. Any like, other creative that- outlet? <laughs> yeah do something like that'll, that'll like like train your like your 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 cinematic eye that is like um that one scene and and uh, it was an anime movie i don't remember what it was called it was something the cinephile uh you know what i'm talking about the cinephile cinephile something the cinephile cinephile anime piomo the cinephile okay yeah piomo the cinephile seen, i have not seen yeah. this and it was about like this this kid who's really into movie make, movie making, and there was like this one scene where he's like on a on a bus, and the cam and the camera just zooms into his eye, and then his eye turns into like a camera lens, and then it goes into like what he's thinking, and then you see like this shot of like this girl jumping into a puddle, and you see like this uh this time lapse of like color correction throughout, yeah, and then it zooms out, and he's like, that's what I'm thinking. And, and that's kind of like what you got to do like just look around see anything cool cool patterns cool things that you can like shoot and photograph like go with that another thing you can do is just like watch watch movies watch like p- 
people actually taking note during them instead of yeah. whoa i want to do something like that <laughs> yeah yeah like i just recently watched the french dispatch by wes anderson mm-hmm. and you gotta like watch everything like how he uses like his pans and his zooms and his and his use of center shots and cinema and symmetric uh, symmetrical shots and everything like those are great ways to like keep your mind busy um yeah like like uh like there's like a, a list on letterbox which is based off a book called 1001 movies to watch before you die yes <laughs> uh, yeah definitely go on there there's an entire list on letterbox that you can go in watch like choose any of those films watch that and and just go down that line um yeah like also those are like great ways to keep keep your mind going and if you're like you you think of something like like i want to i want to do something in this range like do it do like a little side project like um like i'm i'm currently producing i'm currently doing like this documentary and doing post production for soaked and and doing pre production. I hope it goes so well, my dude. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And in the in the meantime, I'm like, I kind of want to do a dance film. I want to do a film about dancing, about somebody dancing. So I reached out to this one person who was a, a dancer, and I was like, Hey, do you want to do a dance film in in January? And then she was like, Yeah, let's do it. So now we're currently getting all that choreographed and everything, and right. we yeah we selected the song that we're gonna. We're going to choreograph around so it's currently being choreographed and i'm looking forward to it so like if you think of something like i want to do something like this just go for it um yeah and that that's probably like the best ways to do during like these downtimes. absolutely i know you're mm-hmm. a big anime guy as well as just into all kinds of movies from criterion to you know turner classic movies feature films and mm-hmm. even pixar have you thought of even doing a audio drama or an animation with a local studio oh actually it's funny you mentioned that because i am thinking about doing a i am trying to do an animation um with my uh collaborating with my sister who does animation like she graduated from uh an animation right. school and everything. <laughs> yeah. so we're gonna do like this short like this micro short one to two minute animation that i i, I wrote up and she's currently doing the storyboards for it um hopefully Sweet. we'll get that done by next next month so yeah i always want to do like 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 uh animation and everything exploring uh, like other mediums i have thought about probably doing a play maybe but it could be very possible there's pocket sandwich theater i think takes submissions uh dramafied takes any kind of audio drama as long as it's pg rated um and you know people are all the time you know looking for a random animation short that it's very amusing. It has the right hashtags. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, overall, uh, any just other just closing advice for others is like, uh, what do you recommend for people to just do other than get a good night's sleep and, you know, get their brain working first thing in the morning? Yeah, I would say just do it. If you want to make movies, make movies. There's like, there's no excuse not to. Yeah, there's no excuse not to. Like, just do it. Even if it looks like garbage, I know I've been ragging on kind of like garbage movies, but even if it looks like garbage, at least you did it. I You'll never I know, have, and you yeah. gotta have a thick skin, because there's always gonna be someone who is intimidating in the lobbies, like, <laughs> it looks awful. Yeah, like, just brush that off. Like, even, like, because you're just, even if you're like, you're just starting, I mean, yeah, it's gonna look like small people put other yeah. people down. 
you know? Yeah, people are going to put other people down. You just need to, like, ignore those guys. H hang out with people who want to help you improve or push you to be better instead of just, like, Bingo. push you down. That's yeah. what we do. And those, like, you have, like, a, a camera right here in your phone. Yeah. Just use this. You don't need to buy Color a Color corrected after camera. the fact. Like, something, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, uh, DaVinci is a free software for editing, and you can mm -hmm. use that. It's really good uh as, in terms of like free goes yeah. and yeah i know that uh jj abrams did a ted talk kind of like similar where he said like when he was growing up uh he said he would say like to people like like if you want to write a script write a script there's nothing nothing stopping you to write a script uh but nowadays he would say like if you want to make an entire movie make an entire movie you have all the resources you need uh in order to make it so i say if you make a movie make the movie uh even if it if it if it's a bad looking movie production wise i still have a lot of respect for people who actually finish it and actually mm -hmm. do it and who, who says they're gonna do it and actually does it listen so, to advice from filmmakers who you love even listen to infamous ones who you can't stand they might have one solid piece of advice and you're like ah that's how they got big <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's what I would say. Also, like if you're if you're gonna be uh, I, my uh, my film professor at Full Sail said like if you want to be like a, a student a film student you got to be a student of film. Mm -hmm. So definitely look back, look back on the greats, see how they did it, see what they do, and try to like make your own style from that. Have patience, have dedication, have everything. Yeah, definitely have patience. A lot of patience. That's like a good chunk of 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 what what we do be realistic with time and don't keep people up till five in the morning y exactly you got it i'll plan everything <laughs> two hours of sleep not gonna work plan everything plan every dot every i and cross every t um because i know that also uh, murphy's law is a thing uh mm -hmm. <laughs> murphy's law is a thing whatever could happen could anything wrong that could happen will happen so things are going to go wrong no matter how much you plan for it totally but you gotta be you gotta be ready for that don't and... fall privy to well maybe i have writer's block no bullshit yeah i don't want to get this done or you don't <laughs> exactly finish the screenplay or just sit on it and then revisit it when you're ready <laughs> just... mm -hmm. for sure maybe it doesn't work as a cartoon or a live action maybe it can be like you say, a stage play or a Smithsonian short. I don't, you know, no, that's that that's very true. Yeah, because like uh, maybe it's I know a news that, piece. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and like I know that uh, Del Toro, he started when he first did the Strain. He it was started off as like a novel. Like yeah, he wrote he his a, own he wrote book. It into a novel. Yeah, adapted, and then it turned into a into a TV show. But yeah, like explore other mediums is also another good way to do it. What would you say is your favorite genre since you don't seem to be loyal to one? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. So many will uh, refuse to do one or the other or not be given a chance because people have it as, well, they only do this. Maybe they can't do that. Yeah, I have been. I, I do really enjoy uh, film noir and neo-noir. Yes. Uh, I like the whole detective solving a mystery type thing, solving a murder. Uh, documentaries. I would say do documentaries are really fun, too. Yeah, that's that's what I would say. It allows you to do a montage the right way instead of, well, I don't know how to communicate this, so I guess I'm doing a montage. Yeah. Hack, hack, hack. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, 
and it also allows you to get enough coverage instead of worrying about oh my god I don't know how to mesh all five of these elements together. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. else do that for me, and I take the credit. No. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been a blessing to have you on here. Um, what What is uh, Actor Correct doing next? It's part of your business. Uh, let me see. I know we have. We're going to be doing like a photo shoot for this uh, puppy company. I don't know. I don't really one hundred percent know what they do. It might be like a groom, like a grooming company doing a photo shoot for them. Uh, So I think that's the next thing that we're going to be doing. So wedding's pretty great, man. (laughs) Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, I had a few other relatives who are like, oh, I don't want to work for a wedding. I'm like, well, (laughs) just don't get emotional about it. Just give them what they want. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Maybe they don't know what they want, but they'll still pay you. That's very true. Those are words to live by. Oh man. Yeah. Well, and my dude, you you've given me many words to live by, and I I hope you <laughs> yeah you get a lot of great stuff coming your way this this year. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>